The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the latest trends in the MarTech landscape. Joining us is Oren Greenberg, who's the head of Fractional CMOs at Curve, which is a hybrid agency and consultancy that provides strategic insight and executional marketing support. Curve tailors its team around each client's digital marketing goals, and rather than employing generalists, they handpick specialists to ensure that their clients have the right talent for the job. Yesterday, Oren and I talked about his research evaluating the traffic patterns in the MarTech industry. And today we're going to talk about who are the 800-pound gorillas in the MarTech room. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Oren Greenberg, head of fractional CMOs at Curve. Oren, welcome back to the MarTech podcast. Thanks for having me again. Excited to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked about the study that you did looking at the traffic patterns and the growth in traffic in the MarTech industry. And my takeaway from that conversation is when we think about traffic, it seems to be growing for the MarTech industry, which is logical because the industry as a whole has grown in terms of the number of companies involved. We also saw some fluctuations in what are the segments within the industry that are growing. You mentioned that CRMs are seeing more traffic. Maybe the social platforms are seeing less traffic. I want to continue our conversation by getting a little bit more granular and talking about who is actually driving the traffic. So let's talk about who are the winners of your study in terms of overall traffic in the MarTech industry. There's quite a few different players who are growing. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to name drop a few. So this is from the list of the top 25 that command the most amount of traffic. And I think some of them are less intuitive and a bit surprising. So I'm going to skip the obvious ones like Google, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Amazon. I've heard of all of those. That's a good thing. You should really consider doing a MarTech podcast. <laughs> but the others that you may have not heard of are Tabula, Outbrain, and Cretio. So when we think about Outbrain and Taboola, these are native ad providers. So when you go to scroll to the bottom of the Guardian or the you know New York Times and you click an ad that takes you to the advertiser, that's a native ad placement. And what's going on there is that's hitting their server and then redirecting you to the advertiser's website. But what was surprising to me was that I didn't expect them to be in the top 25 of the 7,182 websites in terms of total traffic. So these two players 
are really the two key players when it comes to native ads. And then Critio is effectively the same, but just with display. So Critio is by far in terms of total traffic from the similar web data set, the largest in terms of driving that volume of traffic. These are, they're not destinations in the same way that Pinterest or Quora or Tumblr or Apple.com are, or even Live.com, which is Outlook, which is also surprising that it's in the top 25, but they are middlemen that the software manages to pick up. And I think that's quite interesting, these little nuggets. So when you're measuring traffic, is it that people are going to tabula.com or their content because they are researching the ad platform or because Tabula is spinning out their own content? Or is it just purely that people are clicking on Tabula ads, which fires a click, you know, trigger on their domain, but they're actually going somewhere else? Is it actual traffic for Tabula people that are interested in their business or is it just adoption of their platform? Definitely the latter. So people are clicking the ad, it's hitting the server, and then the tool is just picking up the little traffic is going through them. Okay. So when we think about the overall traffic in the MarTech industry, there are some obvious end destinations, the largest websites in the world, Facebook, Google, YouTube. Those are kind of no-brainers. Twitter as well. Those are kind of no-brainers. Then we're seeing the second class of there's these ad platforms that are really reporting traffic, but it is not necessarily traffic in the way that you or I would think of it as I'm driving traffic to my site to either serve advertising. It is really just kind of a tracking mechanism for them to understand who is using their platform, driving them to the end, driving them to essentially their advertiser's website. When we look at that top 25, those big companies that you've talked about, time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. How much overall traffic are we talking about? And does that represent 50%, 10%, 100% of the overall traffic that you've analyzed for the MarTech industry? So it's quite counterintuitive. So what I've done with a few personal contacts, I said, what's your estimate 
in terms of total traffic. And I expected people to say 10% or 40%, but people kind of just rely gut feeling on Pareto. So they say 20% of the websites drive 80% of the traffic, which would be 1,400 websites of the 7,111. But actually the top 1% of websites, which is 71 websites, command 98% of all the traffic. So the 7,111 the left are competing for 2%, which is scraps. Right. I mean, yes, it's scraps. It's also when we're looking at this gigantic pie, look, Facebook is a huge website, right? Their traffic is a huge percentage of the overall web traffic in the world, right? These are massive websites. So including them as part of the MarTech industry really skews what traffic means, right? I want to talk about that other 2%. You're talking about 7,000 companies that are driving 2% of the traffic as opposed to 25 companies that are driving 98% of the traffic. And truthfully, when I think of traffic, I'm thinking of somebody getting to an end domain to consume information on a website. And, you know, Taboola and Outbrain, Critio, that's not even what we're reporting as traffic. That's just usage of their ad platform. So when we look at the other 2%, what are some of the takeaways that you've had? Who are some of the biggest players that are not these massive ad platforms? And, you know, how are people getting to the really the top of the list where they're actually driving end traffic to their domains? Actually, there's dozens of winners in the 2%. So I'm obviously not going to rattle all of the names available in the report which when people sign up, I'll give them access and they can read and check it out themselves. I'll give you a couple of examples, which I thought were quite interesting. So I don't know if you've heard of a company called Braze, B-R-A-Z-E. It's about 700, 800 employees now, and they're kind of cracking omni-channel text message plus mobile plus email. And they're growing at an exponential rate. And they're one of the fastest growing B2B businesses based on traffic in the MarTech landscape over the last three years. I actually know Braze and I know that's a fantastic platform and I can see why they're growing so rapidly. But another one, which I'm embarrassed to say I hadn't heard about up until two days ago when I was in a board meeting. And in the board meeting, people around the table knew who this company was. I was like, oh, wow, it's like weird. I work in marketing. I've never heard of them. It's a fast growing industry. I think you can give yourself a break. New companies are popping up all the time. No, it's true. But, you know, I, I kind of uh, pride myself on them tending to know a bit more about what's happening in MarTech. And this company is in the CRM category. And it's called Odoo, O-D-O-O. Have you ever heard of them? Never heard of them. Yeah, I think they've almost doubled their traffic in three years, but they've also taken a nice chunk of the overall traffic share in the CRM category, which is one of the oldest MarTech categories. And surprising that A, that category is still growing and is actually one of the fastest growing categories, which is also very surprising to me, having played around with so many CRMs. But on every other call, someone tells me, oh, we're moving from a spreadsheet to a CRM. What do you think CRMs are for? And I'm like, oh, I kind of forget that some people still aren't using them. So I guess in a way, like, you know, eagle eye view, not so surprising. And this Odoo is a really interesting little pebble that I didn't expect. But some of them are also quite interesting in terms of their drop. And in the social media marketing and monitoring category, which is, you know, a vast category, there's a company called Ask.fm. Have you ever heard of Ask.fm? Nope. Me neither. And here's the shocker. They went from 578 million visits a year in 2017 to 140 million visits in 2020. That's a pretty precipitous drop. It's interesting. I'm looking at the ask.fm website and there really isn't anything here. It's curious, just ask and it's a sign up and a login. I'm wondering how they actually drove so much traffic to begin with, because it looks like their site is pretty darn minimal right now. 
Yeah, it looks like a Google, like Google is, right? You just go to google.com, it's just a little bar. I don't actually know what Askefet means. I haven't really looked deep into it. I just thought it was quite interesting to see such a big website that I've never heard of lose so much traffic in such a short time frame. And I think it's very interesting when you look at the MarTech landscape as a whole, the fragmentation is very interesting. So trying to categorize it is really the challenge that I took upon myself to try and see if there's any coherent patterns or insights that can be drawn from it. So do you see any trends in that 2% that we talked about, the sort of core of the MarTech industry in terms of number of companies and the categories outside of the mega platforms where people are either driving or losing traffic? So the problem is the number of players per category concentration is incredibly diverse. So some categories like customer data platform and governance and compliance, they only have 40, 50 players in them. But CRM or lead capture has 250 to 280 players in them. So in actuality, there's so much variability, even in the number of players in a category, that even that for like comparison is quite tricky. I think it's really interesting when we think about what traffic means and when we look at who is actually driving traffic in the MarTech industries. And my takeaway from this is that when you look at the overall traffic, you're going to lean heavily on the biggest platforms. There are the Facebooks, the Googles, the Twitters, end destinations, provide a lot of value, create an incredible amount of content. A lot of it is user generated content as well. We get into this second tier of who's driving traffic. And in this case, it's not really what I would call traffic. These are ad platforms that are reporting clicks, but really it's just adoption of their ad platform. And then we get into the lion's share of the MarTech industry fighting over what we would call 2% of the overall traffic. And to me, it's interesting to hear how we've seen some pretty drastic fluctuations in terms of who is gaining traffic and who isn't. A lot of companies that you know, even you and I who work in the MarTech industry may or may not have heard of. We're going to continue the conversation tomorrow talking about how the MarTech industry is driving its traffic. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Oren Greenberg, the head of fractional CMOs at Curve. In part three of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Oren and I are going to discuss what are the fastest growing marketing channels in the MarTech industry. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Oren, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Oren Green, O-R-E-N-G-R-E-E-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is curve.co.uk. If you're interested in reading more about Oren's study of the MarTech industry's traffic, you can go to curve.co.uk slash martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.